0: Welcome to the Blue Bloods podcast, a college game time production. Watch out! He's got getaway speed. Touchdown!
1: That game on last night had me sweating. I couldn't believe it. It was college game time. A couple of blue bloods out competing.
2: College game day Saturdays. Big time players making plays All I really need is another weekend Pulling back-to-back games, just me and
1: my friends Man, I love college College football I love March Madness Man, I love college Let's go. go. We're back with another special guest episode of the Blue Bloods Podcast. It's your boy Trey Smith. Got Brandon Holmes. Yes, sir. And we've got a very special guest. Former Nebraska Cornhusker. Former New England Patriot Super Bowl champion, Vincent Valentine on the Blue Bloods Podcast. What up, Vince? Talk to us, man.
0: What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Good, man. man, Good,
1: man. Trying to make a living, man. So... Go Big you know, Red, by the way. I, I got to I gotta just
2: come out the gate. Go Big. <laughs> I have so much love for Nebraska. I, Nebraska, now I'm a big Michigan fan. Like, born and raised in Detroit, that's my squad. Like, I know you're from Illinois, uh, mm-hmm. Vince. Um, I, I did some research, but I'm a big Michigan guy. But the Trey can tell you, the love I've gathered for Nebraska over this past college football mm-hmm. season has been amazing. Like, I'm planning on going to a game this year. I have to go to a game this year. Like, you I have just have to. to. You got to
1: But Vince man, you know, appreciate you being on for for those that might be listening right now that don't know, give us kind of a quick history on yourself. Tell us about, you know, from your childhood kind of to your high school playing career, where you grew up, kind of kind of give us give us a little background on yourself.
0: Yeah, so um I'm from a small town called Madison, Illinois, about 5 minutes out from uh downtown St. Louis, so right on the okay. Mississippi River. Um, I grew up, you know, playing ball um, down in East St. Louis. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of, uh, if you guys yeah, know Jackie yeah, Jonah Yeah, Percy, yeah I ran tracks track in college.
2: I'm a big track, girl, track so she, had, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So she,
0: she actually had her own um, youth okay. facility out in uh, East St. Okay. Louis, where she's from. And so I actually played. I played football at that youth facility. We were called okay. the JJK Flames. And we, we, we went undefeated, <laughs> bro, like, every year. Like, we, we went to, the, we went to the, national, uh, the national championships, and we placed first one time, we placed third another time. And so, bro, my dad was a football coach. So I I just was, yeah. I grew up around football, you know. Um, and, you know, my dad used to watch ball in the mm-hmm. basement with his boys. Um, Every Sunday. So I'm surrounded by the game since I yeah. was uh, since I was knee high. And then uh and then from there, um my the city that I actually grew up in, um, we didn't okay. have a football team. So we weren't able we weren't able to um I wasn't able to stay there. I had to actually get a legal guardianship to go live with my uncle in the city, probably like twenty minutes away. Um and that was a tough transition. But you know, for ball, I was willing to do yeah. it. And um, I didn't play my freshman year in high school, but then after, from my sophomore year on, you know, I just, I took over the game, bro. I was just balling. And um, <laughs> and um, my sophomore year, I got like 10 offers, bro. My, that was my first year playing high school, ball, Man. Wow. And so, um, got like 10 offers. Um, I was considering, by my senior year, I was considering Florida, um, Illinois, and Nebraska. Mm. And I took visits to all three of them. Um, Nebraska bro it, it stole my heart like I got out there and I didn't even go during the season I went out there like it was off season it was cold really? you know but the the guys were genuine yeah the guys were genuine the coaches Bo Pelini like the whole staff was yeah. just like they just had they were on mission you know what I'm saying they knew what they wanted they knew how to approach um, players and then like they took care of my family you know they, they came and you know yeah. talked to them and you know, made them feel comfortable. You know, if I was to make a decision to go there, and then the, the program history, bro, is just is is mm-hmm. next level. You know, I my first year was twenty twelve, and that was like a couple years after Sue uh. had came out. So you know, <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with yeah. Sue. I'm like, Sue is, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying he giving back to the university he in the league going number yep, two uh, yep. overall. Like, if and if I, I know they had other guys as well on the D line that was doing their thing, and so I'm like. I'm like, man, with this history plus, you know, what they do, what they're doing now, and the guys, just and just the whole atmosphere, like the fans show the show super love, like they they've always been loyal, um, always you know taking care of the players, oh, yeah. and it's just like football out I there, man. It's like a religion, yeah. like literally, like you know, you got Texas, you got Nebraska, and they're like us almost on the same level. Yeah, obviously the skill may not be the same, <laughs> right? Like, Youth wise, but like. When it comes to college football, that's the only thing they have out there. So they're like on another level, bro.
1: Yeah, hey, you also—I mean—you had offers. If I correct me if I'm wrong, but from Bama, Auburn, and Michigan, mm-hmm. and OU. I mean, like you—you were—I mm-hmm. mean, kind of getting back to mm-hmm. your your high school. Time frame, like you had blue bloods, heavy hitters. I mean, like you said, though, took visits mm. to Florida, Illinois, Nebraska, ended up choosing Nebraska. So here's what I want to ask you real quick, though, before we get uh, more into the, your, your time in Lincoln. You know, there's a, there's a statistic that a lot of high school coaches use when they're talking to families and, and their teams is that only 2% of high school student athletes go on to play at the division one level. What I wanna know from you, Vince, is like, was there a moment whether it was elementary, middle, high school, whether it was on the field or off the field, where like you knew, Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm in that two percent. Yeah, that's me. And you are even in a higher percentage because you went to the league. So Was there a moment kind of in your your younger years where it was like this moment of validation, whether it was something on the field, something off the field, something in practice, whatever, where you were like, okay, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm in that 2%. Um,
0: So like I told you, my first offer came from Wisconsin, actually. So my sophomore year, my coach called me in the office. He's like, you know what I'm saying? We we basically sat down, you know, had a conversation like this is real, you know, Uh, this is your first offer, you know. Um, so that was like when it was like, okay, yeah, this is real. Like I'm literally gonna be able to go to college. Yeah. But then when it became on another level is um one day I was like I was walking through um school and my coach called me over and he like I got Nick Saban on the phone. Mm. So I so I'm on a I'm on the phone in school talking to Nick Saban, like you know what I'm saying? He telling me, you know, how he loved me as a player and like they want to come out and see me and all this other stuff, and I'm like that's when I was like, "Yeah, this is next level." Like Nick Saban,
2: bro. Right, <laughs> right. Talking right. on phone to Nick Saban.
1: Yeah. So, bro. like, let so, me ask you this.
0: That though. was when like,
2: it was. Really- let me ask you this, Vince. You're in the middle of school. Nick Saban calls you. Like, are you playing it cool through the rest of the day? Are you hype? Like, how are you hand? <laughs> how are you handling that? Because he's the goat.
0: Bro, like I'm really I'm losing it because I'm like this is Bama, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. Bama, they weren't really on that super on that super run that they were right now, but they were still like yes the the power the powerhouse right. of college football. So it was like you know what I'm saying. Nick Saban is a legend, so I'm like man, it's like I'm on a high horse the whole day. You know I'm telling my <laughs> friends. You know I'm excited. I'm I'm everything. I'm out, man. Like, for real. All
1: right, so let's get back to uh. Let's get back to Nebraska. So you've, you you kind of were talking about the fan base, which we we've gotten we a lot of support from the fan base. What I've always appreciated about them is whether Nebraska is twelve and zero or zero and twelve. There's going to be ninety plus thousand at every single home game.
2: Always. What
1: um what would you say is like your greatest memory from your playing days with the Huskers?
0: Um, like on the field, off the field, like both,
1: either, yeah, either one, yeah, yeah. Which one?
0: Oh, boy, I got so many memories. Um, <laughs> honestly, the first, the first one that that comes to my head is um, we played Miami, bro. This was like my my uh, this was like my red shirt sophomore
1: year. Okay, or okay. Some,
0: it was like twenty. I can't remember the exact year, but basically we played Miami and the stadium was, was insane. This was a night game. Mm. The sea Ooh. of red was out. Like it was, it was, it was so loud in that stadium that, that, that night, mm. like, bro, it was literally like the best game of my life. Like I had a, I had a good game. I didn't have the, the greatest game, but I had a, a good game, you know, made some standout plays. Yeah. Um, but the team was, the team was rocking. The stadium was rocking. Um. And we ended up winning that game, and it was a, it was a big game. I think we were ranked like, um, I can't remember exactly. We were, I know we were top fifteen for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we were a good team that year, and so um, and that game was huge. It was on ESPN, and everything. And um, I just remember that that night, bro. It was just different. Like the stadium was so loud, it was shaking. Like mm. um, just coming out of that tunnel, bro. And, and when they when they um when they call us out bro it's different man yeah. like the crowd just erupts um yeah that was, that Miami game was definitely the number one probably my favorite game of my career yeah. and then um off the field man it was it was just so many memories like um so many different, off the field i would say that the best memory that we that i had um man it's, <laughs> it's so many memories. I'm trying to, I'm trying trying to keep it. Yeah,
2: together, you, can, you, yeah you, can't, you can't. Right? There's yeah, ones you can't like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's good. It's solid. Now let me ask you. Yeah. I'll, uh, let me now. Let me ask you this, Vince. Did you cross over with Amir Abdallah or Abdullah, or was he before you? Yeah, Amir.
0: Amir Abdul, yeah. So he was. He came in the year before me. So I was there uh, for a few years with him. Okay. Yeah, that was my guy, man. It's, it's a great teammate, great leader. Yeah, um, I can't, I can't see too many. I mean, everything I had to say about him was pretty much great. Like he was, he was really like the heart of the team. Mm. Um, I, I, actually, a story about him. Um, we were playing McNeese State, and we were we were about to lose that game. Actually, mm. you know, McNeese State is like a, a D two or something. D one double A, yeah, yeah. D one um, Yeah, yeah. So. You know we were we were slated to win that game by a lot, but they were, they had some athletic dudes. Like I'm talking about some of the most athletic dudes that I've seen in a while, mm. and I don't know if it was like guys. I think it was guys that like transferred from different you know D D1, one D ones or whatever. Yeah. But uh, we were losing, and then um, Amir came and made this crazy ass play, like, and we ended up winning the game. And we went to the locker room and. And we was like, you know, we won, but you know, everybody's still kind of like on the edge because we almost lost. Right. right. And Amir came in and just snapped, and he just like, this is not acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right. Like we we still like, uh, you know, what I'm saying we won still, but at the same time, we understand the culture that we have in Nebraska and the expectations. And so, you know, he always upheld it, and um, he was a, he was a pillar of the team, man. Yeah. Like, you know, he did it all. So, you know, we. We definitely rock with a mirror,
1: and I'm looking right now. Uh, while you were talking, so you 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 were in a couple bowl games too. Uh, looks like y'all mm-hmm. beat were you beat Georgia Gator Bowl, or am I in the wrong? Yeah. yeah, no, we
0: beat Georgia, we beat Georgia in the Gator Bowl. Okay, we played Georgia actually. So, for my red year, we played them um in the Capital One Bowl, okay, and then. We played them again in the Capital Bowl, Capital One Bowl my my uh, second year.
1: Okay. And then we
0: played them again in the Gator
2: Bowl.
1: Okay. And Got it. Play... So,
0: yeah, we played them like three times.
2: Yeah. Now, one of my one of the questions at the end, man. Before Trey, probably he has I know he has some things that he wants to talk about. Is man, you play for Coach Bo Pelini now? Bo, like you you mm-hmm. you only get to see Coach Bo from the outside and how the media portrays him like this hard, mean guy, but I've also, like, listened mm-hmm. to this interview with, like, Will and those guys on Bussin, and, like, how was your experience in, like, with, you know, playing under Coach Bo Pelini? Because from a player's side, normally, most of the times I hear it's like, man, players love Bo. Like, they think he's amazing, but the media kind of portrayed him as, mm-hmm. like, this hard-nosed, tough guy. Like, so what was it like playing under, to me, I mean, arguably, in mm-hmm. during that era in Nebraska, man, he did some great things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. No, for sure, man. He, he held it down. Um, for me, you know, Bo was Bo was a players coach. You know, he took care of his players. You know, he always wanted the best for his players. You know, obviously he expected for his players to put out, you know, the best for him as well, because he was going to do that for us. And so, um, I, man, I love Bo. You know, he was hard as shit. You know, he, <laughs> he really kept it real, though. He was always honest, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then you know, he just he just was so relatable because he did it. You know, he played at Ohio State. He was – Right. Mm-hmm. All, I think he was All-American, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So, like, he was – he did it, you know. So, we respected him off-rip because of that. And then just the way that he approached the game and the way that he approached the team. And um, I ain't going to lie, he was hard to play for. You know what I'm saying? If you <laughs> if you not on your shit and you not – you know what I'm saying? Right, right. He, he going to be a hard coach to play for. But, like, yeah. overall, you know, we all love Bo. You know what I'm saying? He held it down. And um, it was just unfortunate, you know, how how all of that how his tenure ended at Nebraska. But you know, we really we really rock.
1: While you're on uh, Coach Pelini, like, is there any something you can share, you know, on, on this podcast that just a funny or like maybe specific memorable moment that he did that is kind of like man, whether it's like kind of showing how crazy he is or showing how you know personable he is like anything about him that you're able to share on on wax um
0: it might be a little rated r but i can i can like (laughs) dull it down a little bit but this was like my my, (laughs) this was like my first spring ball um in nebraska and 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 the d-line really wasn't you know doing what they were supposed to Mm -hmm. and you know bo is the head coach so he's all no, patrolling, maybe the offense, maybe, you know, all the other positions or whatever. Yeah. We was doing so bad that he came over and like ripped the whole D line so bad. He was just like, he was like, What the fuck are you guys doing? Like <laughs> he was like, You guys are acting like I don't wanna use the you know the word. Right, I right, use, right. <laughs> He's like you guys are acting like yeah. and we we just we taken back. We like Hold up, what you talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? We cause we had never experienced, like as a freshman in college, you know, you still trying to get your feet wet. You don't really know what to expect. So right. you know what I'm saying? He came to us, the head coach, snapping like this. We like, yeah, we we in for something. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, we got a long road ahead. But you know what I'm saying? But that's what I mean. Bo always has that, you know, he has that high expectations for for whoever he brings in and because he knows the he knows how good you can be. You know what right. I'm saying? So right he's going to push you. But that was one of those stories where it's like, it's like
1: welcome to Nebraska.
0: Exactly. Welcome. To- <laughs> exactly.
1: So, all right, let's, uh let's, let's, let's move ahead. Now. I want to talk about draft day, right? 2016 NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we get to you hearing your name called, tell me about that day. Where were you? Who were you with? What were you doing? Like, were you nervous? Were you anticipating? Did you have an idea of where you were going to land? Like, what were the expectations? You know, kind of give us, paint paint the picture of what that day was like for that NFL 2016 draft day for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so um, I had actually trained out in Phoenix. And then um, after Phoenix, you know, I went back to Nebraska for a little bit, you know, got all my stuff. And then I drove back home. And so I was actually home for the uh, the draft and, you know, I had my whole family there. You know, everybody was there. Um, it was the first night, you know, the first mm-hmm. night, obviously, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of watched it to see what was going to happen. But the yeah. second night, you know, I'm like, I might, I might go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My, my projections were like the late rounds. So I'm oh like, you know, but I felt like I had a solid combine. I felt like I had, you know, solid workouts. Teams were interested in me. So, you know, I'm I'm preparing to go. But in my mind, I'm still like I don't know if I'm gonna go yet or not. Mm. But um, I have my whole family there, you know. We cooking, we laughing, you know. We enjoying the night. Well, they are. I'm still on edge. I'm like I don't know what's going on. I mean, could you sit still? Nah, bro. I'm literally walking. I'm pacing around the house. I'm trying to. I'm trying to just watch the draft and see what happens. Yeah. You know, um, a couple of like my guy Malik Collins. He actually got drafted. Yes. Um, a little bit before me. And I was super excited for him. I called him and like, you know, that's what's up, bro. And um, and he was just super excited. And so I, I go back in my house and I'm still like nervous. It's getting towards the end, mm. you know, the um, the last picks of the third round. And I get a call from the New England area code. So I run in my bathroom and I'm like,
1: mm.
0: you know, I'm like, hello. Because everybody's outside like, you know what I'm saying? They don't know what's going on. Yeah. I'm like, hello. And it was Bill. It was Bill Belichick. Wow. He was like, know how you doing, Vince? Um, he's like, we, we're getting ready to select you with the ninety-six pick. Uh, he was like, he's like, um, get ready to work. You know what I'm saying? He he basically he came to me like this was this wasn't really like a con- congratulatory call. This was like get your ass ready to work type right. of call. <laughs> yeah. So I'm already shook because I, I know I, I've heard so many different stories about New England. Like you know they gonna they gonna be on your ass. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> So I'm I got these like conflicting feelings right now. Like I'm happy as shit because I'm getting drafted, but at the same time I'm like I'm scared of him. Yeah, you know, right, like, I'm right nervous. Like. But um, <laughs> he gives the phone to Mr. to Mr. Kraft and then Mr. Kraft congratulates me and mm. you know tells me you know he's happy for mm. me and my family and all of that. And so I'm it calmed me down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not as on edge. Yeah. But um, then I go out and I tell my family and like everybody explodes. They like. <laughs> They're like let's go all this and then we went off. We, we all ran downstairs uh to catch it on the TV Gotcha so it came on the TV and then everybody just started crying and praying and screaming all of it
1: Well that's what I was gonna ask because it was Kevin Falk correct uh former yep. running back mm-hmm. three I think he won three Super Bowls with the Patriots he was the one that came out and announced your pick like as soon as you heard your name I mean mm-hmm. was it just what was that moment like?
0: Bro, that was, like, that was like the, that was the ultimate mm-hmm. moment of just, you know, all of this coming together, you know, for all mm-hmm. the sacrifices, all of the mm-hmm. hard work, you know, all the mm-hmm. blood, sweat, and tears, and all the support, you know, from my family, my friends, everybody who helped me, you know, make it to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like the culmination of it all. And, you know, it really, it really, it just, you know, made my heart full. And it, it was crazy because... Um, Right after you know the the pick was made we all went outside everybody like from my neighborhood people running down the street like wow. <laughs> they come because everybody knows where I live so they coming down the street like yeah. it's, it's like a, a big party but it, the craziest thing happened like it just started ra- raining outside like it just started man. pouring down man and I'm like yeah this is this is divine bro this is mm. hot like literally so it was, was a special night for me for sure I was glad I was glad that my um Then my grandparents got to see me, Mm. you know what I'm saying? They got to see me um, make it to that point, you know, before my grandpa actually passed away probably about uh, that same year uh, because he had already been sick. But all of my grandparents got to see me, you know what I'm saying? And that was a special moment for me, you know what
1: I'm saying? Absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: I would imagine, though, based off that Mm. conversation with Coach Bilichek. It was short-lived, as far as the 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 lovey the fuzzy wuzzy feelings <laughs> of it. Like, what what I mean? Do you hop it, on a plane? Really huh? Say that again. Oh, I say it really wasn't narrative.
0: Like, it was obviously you know he was happy. You know what I'm saying? But he's the coach. He came. Yeah. He came with straight. Like Bill has this energy that he always gives. Like no matter what, <laughs> and it's that it's that same energy. If you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I got that energy that energy, and it was like he. You can tell that he's happy for you, but at the same time, he like you better get your ass ready to come in here and do what, I, do, do what we pick
2: you to do.
1: Right. So, so after yeah. after you get drafted, I mean, are you on a plane like that? Like, t- talk us through kind yeah, of what's that. that
2: whole process.
1: Yeah. Um, it was.
0: I don't think I was went exactly on a plane. It was like a couple. We had like a. A week or so, you know what I'm saying. Okay, to get ourselves together, spend time with our family, and then you know we had to head out. But uh, you know, as soon as we headed out there, you know they they got us, you know, got us in there. You know, did all of our, you know, measurements, whatever they had to do to get us ready for our pads, and you know, just to make sure, take our physical, all of that. And then once we are there, you know, we right into it. You know, they we instantly, you know, having to learn the playbook. We instantly, you know, start workouts. All of that is rookies. is like you throw you throwing right into the fire. They want to, you know, get you right for the season. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, wow. it's definitely a process. You know, your rookie year is your longest year in the league. Like, you mm-hmm. literally, you know, you go from you're training. you training hard. The hardest you ever train to get ready for the league. Mm-hmm. Then you train even harder, you know what I'm saying, to get ready to actually play in the league. Right. And then you got to go through the year. You know what I'm saying? I had had to actually go through playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That was the longest year of my life, but, you know, it was also the most fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when when you're a vet, the year year is a little bit, you know, shorter. Obviously, you know, you don't have to do all the things that the the rookies have to do. But, Hmm. you know,
2: that rookie year is pretty long. How was that, like, working with the vets? Like, did they – who you like? Who were your OGs in the locker room that kind of was like, "All right, Vince, like we drafted you. Let me put you underneath my arm to show you how to navigate the league." Like, mm-hmm. was that a thing? Did you have anybody? Um, like, how how did you adjust to that process? Because you know you just you know you're the young buck in the league. You don't know what's going on, and you're in the Patriots organization, who we've all heard about the Patriot way, how Belichick runs the system. Like, so who are kind of like your OGs that put their arm around you to kind of help you navigate that? Yeah, so I
0: had my my boy. His name was uh, Anthony Johnson. Uh, he played d tackle. Um, he played at LSU, and uh, you know he I think he got drafted or he wasn't drafted by Miami, but he was like you know one of the top D linemen in the, in college. Okay. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my that was my dog. Like he really took me in. You know what I'm saying. He helped me. Um, and then it was it was mostly like a team effort, you know. I played with guys like Chris Long, oh yeah, um, Alan Branch, Alan Branch, you know, um, yeah, Malcolm Brown, yeah, yeah. Most of the most of these guys, it was like a team effort, like. And I was it was really only two uh, rookie D linemen, and so oh, wow. they really like they just kind of took us all under you know under their wing, and you know we kind of just it was like a team effort for the for the most part.
1: So the, the Patriot way, like, mm-hmm. is, I mean, obviously, Brandon and I kind of know what we hear and see on documentaries and from other players. Like, what what was your experience in the Patriot way? Like, how would you define it being someone that lived it, you know, eat, sleep, breathe it? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what would you say, Your your how would you define that? What was that experience like?
0: Man, the Patriot way, it was just about, you know. Ultimately, you know the the saying, "Do your job." That's really all it was about. It was about you know making sure that you hold yourself accountable for what for what you have to do. You don't have to worry about what anybody else is doing. You know what I'm saying. You just do play your part, and the whole thing works. It's like a it's like a well-oiled machine. And so you know, Bill always had points that he hit on. You know, like being able to ignore the noise mm. and just you know um, lock in on what you have to do. And that was really all it was, because you know. Being in the Patriots organization, you get a lot of outside noise. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of people, you know, who have their opinions. Um, and then also you're going to have your own noise going on in your head because it's like they're going to make sure that you're prepared, you know, for these games. So mm-hmm. practice is going to be hard. Mental – I mean, meetings are going to be, you know, tough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to recover. You're going to have to rest. You're going to have to make sure that you're on top of everything to be able to you know be at your best yeah. mm-hmm. you're gonna want to because you, you you have guys around you that are doing that as well so um it was really the i think what sums it up is just doing your job you know what i'm saying holding yourself accountable for what you have to do and and do it you know what i'm saying execute so um i, I really i really appreciate it you know the mindset um in the Patriots organization and, you know, how they handle things. Obviously it's not the, I wouldn't say that it's the the greatest, but, you know, I did appreciate, you know, being out there, being able to be in a winning organization, understanding what it takes to win and, you know, just immersing yourself in it, you know? Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. So would those film sessions get uncomfortable? I mean, I'm just curious, like what, what was a, what was a film session in the Patriot organization like, man?
0: Hey, the, a film session in in the Patriots organization is different. Yeah. So I'll I give y'all a, a little story. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was this was my rookie year, and the defense was like fucking killing it that day. And uh, I think Tom had like like three picks or something like that, mm. and Bill is literally up front calling Tom out in front of the whole – like, this literally – it's an auditorium full of all the players, all the staff, literally everybody in the organization. Mm. And he's ripping Tom's ass, like, in front of the whole organization. And we see in the back, like, hold up. This is Tom. This is the GOAT. And Bill having having no mercy on him. I'm like, yo, like, if he going to do that to Tom – but I think that was the thing with with the Patriots. It was like they wanted to show everybody that we're all on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. We there's nobody above anybody, and that's what I appreciated as well. Because you know nobody really got special treatment. You know if Tom wasn't getting special treatment, you know nobody's getting yeah, special treatment. Right, right. Yeah. But, um, they treated everybody. Yeah, they treated everybody as equals, and um, and they also would rip your ass equally too. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it was it was. Crazy.
1: Look, look man it was hey, crazy. Is it, you you brought up Tom so T B twelve before you, you know, go into that the go yeah, yeah.
2: I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan in the world so like I am like I'm like if you just wanted to talk about I'm a Michigan guy so I'm like yeah. if you want to talk about Tom for the next 15 I'm <laughs> locked in
1: <laughs> I just you know Yeah I wouldn't
2: on the same I
0: wouldn't on the same time. So not being on the same side of the ball I didn't see him as well I saw him but I didn't interact with him right, as much right. mm-hmm. but we had a couple interactions cool. together. you know Tom yeah. was always a, a great guy like it was crazy because he knew everybody's name like really you wouldn't think that Tom Brady would know your name right. uh, you know what I'm saying right as a, as a guy that just got there but he knew my name before I even got there like wow. you know he came up and talked to me I'm like this is crazy like you know (laughs) right dude no he was like that with
1: everybody on the team like that's impressive because it's funny vince because brandon and i were talking before we even you know hopped on here to 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 record this episode or whatever but we were talking about like even just as high school football players like you'll play four years with a guy that like you don't know their name they don't know your name or you don't know if they know your name and it's just in in a football Mm -hmm. environment and in that locker room that's just kind of how it is and You take someone like Brady, I guess, Mm -hmm. by that point, you said, I mean, he was kind of already viewed as the GOAT. If he wasn't, it was cemented that season we're talking about, which we're (laughs) about to get to in a second. But that's impressive. So he knew everybody's name. How did he respond in those environments when, like, that situation you were just describing where Bilichek was just on him in front of everybody, just totally ripping him up and down? Like, how did he react or respond to that? Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, I'm sure he had experienced it before, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he just took it as he always everything. He just – he's so calm and collected, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But he's super fiery, so I think he takes it and just, like, goes out and, and uses it. You know, he uses everything that he can, mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes him great. Um, we'd be in practice, and he'd be, like – he'd be going in on the defense, talking shit to the coaches, like <laughs> – it's some things in practice, you like, damn, like Tom really liked that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think he just uses it. he uses it all, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what that's what gives him that edge.
1: Okay, so getting into that, 2016, you already said it earlier, but y'all won the Super Bowl. You got a Super Bowl ring, but that particular Super Bowl. <laughs> Wow. Is one for the history books. And if and if uh you're listening right now or you're watching on YouTube, uh this will be a perfect time to hit subscribe as we get into Super Bowl 51, the greatest comeback. Oh my gosh, in the history of the league, history of the Super Bowl. What was it 28-3 halfway <laughs> into the third quarter? You're on. You're suited up. You're on that mm-hmm. team. You're in that game. Like, what was the vibe? Like, what was the, you know, whether it be at halftime, just, just what was the overall feel? Basically, going from twenty-eight-three to overtime to Super Bowl champs.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So in the beginning of the game, you know, we come in, we confident. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We got guys on the team, you know, that's that's been here before. Um, you know, we, we just super excited or whatever. We had a great season. I think we only lost like two games that year. Mm. And so um, we was balling, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and we come in, you know, we start losing. I'm a rookie, you know. And in my, we, I have a couple guys in my class, you know. They, they're they um, suited up as well and, and playing. and You know, we are rookies, and we like, man. We don't know what's going on. We down, like we can smash. Like it, it, I think it got to the point to where, like I think they caught that it was one of the guys on the Falcons. They caught a pick, and I think we was down by like we was down by like twenty at that at that point or something like that. Mm. And um, we go into halftime. We down or whatever. And I'm just I'm just like man. I don't know what's going on. Like the vibe the vibe is just like. The vibe is just like dull, but you can tell that you can tell that um Bill was just like super calm, super like he's been there before. So he's he's just telling guys like, you know, it's okay, you know what I'm saying? We came out, you know what I'm saying, we didn't execute on what we needed to do, but this second half we know we gonna we gonna change it up and we gonna we gonna be good. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it surprised me because 'cause I'm coming in locker room, I'm thinking he's just gonna rip our ass like, <laughs> you know, we out here bullshitting or whatever, but yeah. Um, he, he just, he really kept it cool and composed and, um, we went back out there, man. It just was a whole different game. It was crazy. Like guys just, <laughs> it was like a switch was flipped and, you know, we just started dominating and mm. we ended up coming back and whole time. I, I, I was actually injured, um, that week and I w- I really wasn't even supposed to play. But, you know, I was just grateful enough to be able to get a few snaps in, you know, yeah. say I played in the game, you know, right. all of that. But, Absolutely. Um, it was just – yeah, it was just insane because it was like um, you you would never expect – that was the biggest comeback ever. Like, at in my mind, I'm like, we're done. Like, we just made it all this way for no reason. But right, then we yeah. started coming back. And it was just – it was insane, bro. And then we ended up winning in the overtime. I was like, yeah, this is – this is one for the history
2: books for sure. So how does that feel like like you're in your first year, you come from college, you come to the pay- I guess my biggest question cuz I was having this discussion with a friend earlier this week like, you know, when you're part of winning teams, did it feel how did, were you embracing that moment even though you maybe you not have been a starter? Like how was it, even that transition coming from college to the NFL cuz you know college like You're the dude. You're a starter. Now you're coming to the NFL where you're like, man, you're, you know, as we said, you're at the bottom of the barrel again. And then, but you get there and you're still a part of the Super Bowl. Like, was it, was it bittersweet? Was it still like, man, I just made it. This is the dream come true? Like, how was the feeling of the moment of, I mean, literally, you, you reached the pinnacle of success in your sport your first year playing professional football?
0: Mm. I, I mean, honestly, man, it was, it wasn't too difficult for me because I was always a. I've always been about the team. And, you know, I understand my role. And, you know, I was always, you know, the type of guy that, you know, I, I was going to earn my keep anyway. So, mm. you know what I'm saying, starting really didn't affect me mm-hmm. as much. Um, I, I actually started a few games my rookie year. Uh, but, I mean, it just – I was more for the team, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And I love our team energy. You know what I'm saying? We we have very great team chemistry. You know, guys will spend time with each other mm. um, away from the field. And it was just super dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To be a r- rookie in that position. Um, I didn't really have to go to go through any type of hazing or anything like that. Because I know guys got uh bad hazing stories and mm. uh rookie dinners type shit. But I didn't have to I didn't have to go through any of that. So wow. you know, I was just super grateful. Um it was just it was it was a great experience. I'm not even to lie. My rookie year was 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 amazing.
1: So was the hazing thing. Was that just something that like you just didn't happen with the Patriots, or was that something just like you specifically? It was like I'm like other dudes back. were getting it, but it was just more specific. <laughs>
0: no, actually, so I think it was it was maybe our group. We had a lot of like OGS, you know. Yeah, um, they didn't really care as much about all of that type of stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the old line, they were getting hair; they was getting haircuts, all kind of crazy <laughs> shit. Uh, but the D line, we, we didn't have to go through any of that, so I was just happy. I was super happy right. about
1: it. <laughs> so, so then, <laughs> what's crazy is though, win a Super Bowl, but then your next season, and I know you faced some adversity that next season, but y'all went right back. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of take us through, maybe mm-hmm. you know, sort of the next, the next season and kind of how all that played out
0: yeah so me personally you know I ended up getting injured that year in training camp so oh, wow. um, right um it wasn't you know I wasn't able to come back that year Uh, you know I was I was actually you know working hard and trying to get back that whole year but you know the cards just weren't uh in my hand to make it back that year but um I was around the team you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um in the meetings all of that and it, that year it was crazy because it was like we had a lot of guys getting injured that year, and somehow we still made it back. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I it, think it's just the organization, man. It was it was the organization and the way they you know put things together and the the, the next man up mentality that they have mm-hmm. to where it's like you wouldn't get that in other teams. You know what I'm saying? It, other teams, if you if your if your main guys falling off or your main guys are injured, it's pretty much your season is over. With. Right. right. But uh, with New England, you know, what I'm saying it's different. And so, um, you know, we ended up, you know, making adjustments that we had to make and, uh, ended up, you know, I think that was the year that we played Jacksonville in the, in the AFC championship. And that game was, was crazy. Yeah, yo. That yeah. game was insane. <laughs> and, um, we, we ended up, you know, beating them and then making it to the uh, Super Bowl against Philly. And, um, we still had even more, you know, things that went on with the team, things that even, I don't know what was going on, yeah. but, um, we had it was a lot of it was a lot of different things going on and uh but we ended up, you know what I'm saying, we ended up still making it and uh unfortunately we didn't win that game but uh, it was still it was a, a roller coaster yeah, of a season yeah. for me personally and yeah, for the team.
2: Yeah. I, I blame you guys for that cuz I live in Philadelphia and that whole week nobody was sleeping. <laughs> they were yelling, partying. Like Ooh. I remember when the game was over cuz I'm a big Brady guy. So I was conflicted because I'm living in Philly, and they are mm. some of the most diehard fans in the world. And um, I remember mm. the game ending, and all it's like dead quiet. And I live like downtown, and all of a sudden I hear we mother effing did it, and there's like a riot happening outside of my window f- till like four in the morning. So I was like, all right, that's um, that's unfortunate. No one's sleeping this week. <laughs> like, no, yeah. <laughs> So
1: we get from Patriots, and I know, kind of talk us through going from the Patriots. I think you landed with the Cardinals, Cardinals, right? Kind
0: of talk us through Mm -hmm. that. So so yeah, um, so the um, that was my third year. You know, I came in uh, with New England for training camp. Then I ended up getting, um, I ended up getting cut after training camp. And um, they brought me back for practice squad, and I was there for about six weeks or so. And they ended up going back to Super Bowl again. and went, in, and I was kind of pissed. I wasn't, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> I was kind of pissed. I uh, uh, could have had another ring, but um, I ended up getting released. that sick The um, after the six week, and then I went to. I was a free agent for like a month or so. Mm. You know, had like all of these workouts, in. and that's the thing people don't really know about. You know, when you're in the NFL, you're a free agent. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to continue to work. You got to continue to keep yourself in shape by yourself. As well as going, flying around and going to all these different workouts. Uh, So I had like, you know, I had like seven or six or so workouts, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. while I was a free agent. And literally, it's like, you never know what these workouts may consist of. Right. You know, this is my third year in the league. You know, some of these teams having me running 40s and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I haven't run a 40. And what does a 40 even mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I running a 40? You got to go through all of these different type of, like, random workouts for these teams just, you know, to be able to show them. And sometimes they may be long. Sometimes they may be short. Right. And uh, it's just like you're on on edge because you never really know what's going on. But Mm -hmm. um, I ended up, you know, working off Arizona. The workout that I did for Arizona, I actually thought I wasn't gonna get signed. Oh wow. But they ended up signing me. They ended up signing me. And um and uh they must have seen something I didn't see, but <laughs> but um they signed me, so I was there for about um I was there for about I was there for like what, like five or six weeks or so, and then I actually got released and I went to Seattle for like a week and then uh Arizona actually called me back and put me on active roster oh, wow. for uh, the last three games of the season. And so, you know, yeah, I played those last three games. And uh, that was actually the, the end of my career. Uh, okay. Well, it wasn't the end, but um, yeah, going to training camp for Arizona, uh, That was those were the last games I played in.
1: Wow. Right. I
0: went to uh, training camp for Arizona the next year, and I hurt my knee. And um, since then, you know, I haven't played –
1: so let's let's talk about that now. So basically you play football mm-hmm. really your whole life. You just mm-hmm. told us whether going back to the East St. Louis mm-hmm. days through high school, through college, right. then in the NFL. Then you get to the NFL and I mean it seems like literally the the calendar year of 2016 you were pretty much playing or training the whole year going from finishing right. college to uh, preparing for the draft combine, or preparing drag. for the combine preparing for the draft preparing for the mm-hmm. season then playing in the super bowl and then going turning back around the next year doing it again mm-hmm. like it just was seems like it was nonstop, mm-hmm. and then it's over so let's kind of get mm-hmm. into you know vincent valentine right now like off the field yeah. post football like mm-hmm. what are what are some of the things that you're, mm. you're sort of filling, I, I would imagine, uh, that void with? I mean, what, is it fair for me to say that? It kind of yeah, leaves I'm, a little... Bro, it's
0: it's like literally a death. Like, I was talking to um, mm. a couple of my other homeboys. You know, I played mm. with in Nebraska. Mm. Um, and we were just talking about it. And it's like, you literally, they were like, an athlete dies two deaths mm. in their lives. You know, the death mm. when they're when they actually stopped playing and they're actually that physical depth. But um yeah man, it was it was um it was tough, you know, and I still feel like I'm healing from it. You know what I'm saying? I w I went through some dark days, you know what I'm saying? Cause my career didn't end how I wanted it to end. Right. As well as um as well as just, you know what I'm saying, having those mental battles that you're going through. You know, you still want to play. Yeah. And um uh, I was dealing with a heavy depression, a heavy anxiety. And, and I still deal with those things, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, the reason um, I think all of these things were um, tests for me to be able to experience these things and to be able to give back, because me me um, personally, you know, I'm I'm a very, you know, helpful person. I want to be able to help, you know, the youth and, you know, anybody that I can. Yeah. And so I feel like me going through these things mentally um, has allowed me to to have that perspective of of Mm -hmm. what it really is to to go through these, you know, battles of depression and anxiety and all of that. And, um, and so that, that pushed me towards mental health advocacy. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, I actually partnered with, uh, with, with NAMI, uh, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Okay. And and we're working together, you know, hopefully hopefully we're going to do a lot of big things. Um, but as well as, you know, me promoting mental health through my personal brand and, you know my my um my business brand yeah um is, is huge and um being able to create you know mental health spaces for people to come through and and express you know how they're feeling mm-hmm. uh but mental mental health has became like uh, a passion of mine and it's close to my heart because of what I've actually been through man and, yeah you know a lot of people don't a lot of people don't talk about, you know what happens to athletes after ball you know
2: right because mm-hmm. we're such
0: we're put on this pedestal and then you know. We can disappear so quick, and you'll never know what happened to this guy. Right. Yeah. But um, I'm just super passionate about being able to help, you know, the athletes, former, uh, young, anybody who needs it, uh, especially with the mental health side of
2: it. Now, I want to ask you, man, like, because um, even statistically within, like, the confines of guys that, look like you and me we're not really pushed to talk about the things that are on our mind like mental health like this is like this new phenomenon especially within culture especially in like male culture um but even even further like with african-american culture like Mm -hmm. this is a new so what was kind of like the segue that got you there like what what made you say like man i have to talk to somebody because you know like I, i can just speak for me like growing up you know when you're talking to your uncles whoever they're like Man, don't don't cry about it, man up, toughen up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what led you to you're like, I can't go about it this way? Like, I have to talk about this, and then I'm gonna actually turn this this healing process into like a purpose process.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean I started having suicidal ideations, all kind of crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling like myself. Mm-hmm. Um and it just got to the point to where I almost, I needed help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so I ended up, you know, um, finding, finding help, you know, going to therapists, you know, going to a rehab facility, you know what I'm saying, to be able to to get my mind back right. Um, but it, it just got to the point to where it was that bad, to where mentally I was, I was unstable. I wasn't able to really be myself. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of social anxiety, um, not being able to interact with anybody. And so um it was it just got to that point to where it was that bad. Wow. And um and you know, once I once I decided to seek that help and to actually be able to, you know what I'm saying, express what had been going on, you know, and these were issues, like you said, from childhood right. of not being able to express what's going on. And so after my outlet to release all of this emotional energy was taken away from me, now I'm just like going insane. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any way to release. I don't know any ways. You know what I'm saying? And as black men, you know, we just, we, we, we've been pulled away from our emotional side for so long, so many different, so many generations. And, um, that was, that's what made me super passionate about it. Cause I understand, you know, we have this, this generational trauma that we have to heal. And, um, I want to be able to, you know, be a, be a pillar in that community to, to show people, you know, you can be big and strong and still be, uh, still have times in your life where you're weak and vulnerable and still be able to get up from that place and rise and stand again, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, man, I'm just super passionate about it and I want to be able to, you know, give that gift and, and connect with people and I want to, and honestly, this, this work that I'm doing is helping me heal within myself because I'm still I'm still working on still fighting so many different things and so um, it's just it's it's a journey man life is a journey and and that's that's what I've accepted at this point you know um, even though my career didn't go exactly how I wanted to um, I can still be as impactful or even more impactful you know with me just following my heart and and doing what I what
1: I love you know what I'm saying and I love help so that's strong man Mm -hmm. that's strong so. You referenced in the midst of all that, which just very powerful stuff you were just talking about, Vince. And and I, and I hope the people, you know, listening right now are watching or watching, yeah. are as impacted by it as I know I am, and I know I could probably speak for Brandon in the same way. But you mentioned part of your process has been able to take that that what you were able to dump into utilize football as far as getting all that energy and that emotion, all that out into now your personal brand and your business brand. Mm, Yeah. Like tell us and our listeners more specifically like, what is your personal brand? You know, what is your business brand? Maybe there's someone listening right now who's dealing with some mental health (laughs) struggles and and, and they need somewhere to go. Like talk about those two things just so everyone can kind of get to know practically what that looks like in your world.
0: Yeah, so um, you know, the way that my brand started, and my brand is actually named Formation. Um, this is the, the hat, is the label, uh, the logo. Nice. Um, my brand started as actually, um, it's a CBD brand, but it's, it actually has uh, evolved into a lifestyle brand. So it Pretty encompasses nice. the mind, body, and the spirit. But uh, with mm. CBD, it started as, you know, um, the injuries that I sustained while I was playing, um, they basically give me daily pain. Like I have spinal stenosis. So I have this, these, Mm. these pains in my back and down my leg every day, um, that I deal Mm. with. And so, um, and I have this aching pain in my back as well as, you know, neck, shoulder, all of that type of stuff. So, you know, I, I had a history with, uh, pharmaceuticals and I didn't want to, you know, deal with pharmaceuticals anymore. And so I ended up, you know, trying to find a a more natural way and I had already been, you know, dealing with cannabis and uh, CBD, you know, while I was playing. Uh, so CBD really stuck out as the powerhouse for me. And so um, I ended up connecting with a, a, a chemist that um, was able to formulate a CBD cream that's transdermal mm-hmm. and um, all natural, you know, no THC, um, very powerful, uh, helps for insomnia, um, mm. anxiety, as well as, you know, pain and stiffness in your joints or your muscles, um, it's a head-to-toe cream, and um, it's just amazing, man. Like, instant relief, you know, give you that that menthol and that camphor, like that icy hot feeling. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: get all of that, uh, you get all of the natural, you know, essential oils and herbs that's in the cream, um, and it's transdermal, so it basically penetrates your dermis and epidermis uh, layers of your skin and gets straight into the bloodstream, and, be, and now it's able to circulate all of these, all of these mm. good ingredients throughout your body, and so um, that's how my that's basically how my CBD business started. You
1: know. From- now hold on, is that is that available now? Like, where can people find? it? Yep, that's available
0: um, on formation.com. Uh, but instead of a uh, A in the middle it's a V. I don't know if we can type it anywhere or whatever. But it's
1: oh yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah I, we'll yes. put it on the screen. So, yeah, so we have so it's and formation it the- with a V in the middle instead of a, a. instead of a, a. Yep,
2: yep. So F O
1: R M V A T I O N dot com, no A,
0: so F O R M V T I O N.
1: Gotcha, and then is dot com. com. Yep, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, we can we can throw that up on the we can drop that in the the bio
2: uh, and all that stuff for the episode. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube right now, look at the scroll down below. Mm -hmm. We we, it's actually been scrolling the whole episode (laughs) at this point. Yeah, Yeah. and if you're you're listening, it's looking the link in the bio
2: as well. You won't, yeah, you won't be disappointed.
0: 30, 30 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Um, you won't be disappointed, believe me. Um, I mean, what, what about those hats? Oh, uh, yeah, you can get these hats, too. You can get
1: these hats, okay Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a fresh pair of J's right behind me that will go perfect <laughs> with that hat. So I'm I'm getting one. Yeah. As soon as we get right. off this, I'm I'm getting one. <laughs> yeah, I might bring that to Vegas, b Holmes. you know? Yeah, I mean. let's
0: go. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and I got T's as well, you know, I'm working on couple other things um, awesome. for my shop. I'm actually trying to get a, a couple different like supplements that, that I've been taking as very powerful. Um, and I'm just building this health brand. So, you know, yeah. it started, it started as a, as a health brand. And then it, it um, evolved, as I was saying, into a, basically a optimal health brand. So my body spirit and yeah. uh, with the mind, with the body, you know, we have all of our, you know, our creams, our, our supplements and all of it, and our physical merch, and then yeah. um, with the mind and the spirit, you know, that's where we're incorporating the mental health. at. and um, right. we have, um, we're actually bridging our brand into the uh, NFT space, and we're, we're okay. creating NFTs for the brand, um, and it's going to actually come with, you know, cream as well as um, discounts oh, awesome. to the stores, and then um, we're actually creating a subscription box that you'll be able to get uh, quarterly if you invest in NFT, nice. and so um, it's going to be, it's going to be super fire, but um, with, with the mental health side, we actually um, we're building a discord community and uh, we mm-hmm. have these Twitter spaces uh, where we, where we host mental health safe spaces and, and allow people to come in and be able to, you know, express whatever is going on in their life and connect, you know, on higher levels as well as connect with the people in the, um, in the spaces and the discord community. Gotcha. And so, um, it's going, it's, it's super powerful. You know, we're in the beginning of it, of it all, but we've had, we've had spaces for the past, um, almost probably the past month. We've been having, uh, regular spaces on Wednesdays and then we're hoping to, you uh-huh. know, create more spaces, but, um, and then we're yeah, actually going to bridge that in real, in, to, in real life to where we're, we're having, yeah. you know, meetup events as well as, you know,
1: right. Mm-hmm. You know, That's awesome. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's going to be super powerful. Um, we're very excited, you know. I got a couple of, uh, of my guys that I play with in the league on the team as well, and um, and then we got a couple other special guests. But um, we we're super excited, man. Super excited to just build and, and this. We're all passionate about this, you know, with our heart. Yeah. And um and we just want to be able to give a, give it all give it away,
2: you know. So. Yeah. So well, where can I, where can we find you at on Twitter for these spaces?
0: Yeah, so um, the, you can find me at the page at um, Shop Formation. So that's okay. where um, that's where the, that's where the ho- pages will be hosted, as well as you can find me on my own Twitter at um, the Real VRVJ, and um, you'll be able to you know connect with me as well on, on there.
1: It's all if you're watching on YouTube, it's all right it's there all on the scroll. This. So. Oh man, that's great stuff. And here's what's crazy. You don't know this about Brandon and I, Vince, but we both come from a background of working in outreach and ministry and like anything that's about helping others Mm -hmm. and getting people that balance of spirit, soul, and body, which I love that because that's exactly how I live my life or strive to live my life personally. Like, we're all in on and mm-hmm. so having a cause that that's just bigger than i love how you said your business brand and personal brand because it's not like just a money maker it's a it's right. a life changer a right and essentially. that's kind of what i hear when i hear you talking about it is like there's a there's a mission here and there's a cause here that's bigger than business mm-hmm. yeah. but Obviously, we all gotta we got mouths to feed. So right. as a result, right. you know what I mean. We gotta we gotta find a way to turn that into money as well. And so I'm all in on it, man. I'm gonna, uh, of course, I'm, I'm already to some do of that already... cream. I'm about to tell you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm about to do some of that cream, man. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So formation replace the A with a V. Form
0: V. So V for- formation. Formation is, is is really V formation. Okay. Got you.
1: You know what I'm saying. Yeah, right. I got you. Yeah. Hit the website. It's right there below. Go yeah, there. Go, there right go to collegegametime.com. Mm-hmm. Bookmark them both. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um man, Vince, we appreciate you hopping yeah, on Thank with you so us much, today, man. dude. You, you're dropping some dropping some, some bombs, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> some, I
2: mean, some truth bombs. bringing that man, heat. Man, for real. Man, we got Vince, man. So you gotta when we go to the game in Lincoln this year, man, we gotta hit you up, man. You gotta meet us in Lincoln if we go up.
0: Yes, and I, it's crazy because I haven't been back to a game yet since I graduated. Oh, and I've been, bro, I've bro been we're, we're
2: going. A game so bad. Yeah,
1: we're going. We'll set it up. Yeah. Let's set that up. We can. Do I'll, I'll do be it. in touch. Definitely. We'll make it happen.
0: <laughs> we can do a whole little um, a whole podcast out there or something. I'm, I'm with
1: that's, it. That's that's what, what we I'm want saying. to do. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want to do. No. Maybe we 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 merge V formation and college game time and do a pop up shop right there in Lincoln. Lincoln. That would be lit. That would be so... Because you know who's coming to Lincoln this year, Vince? Who? Is OU. Sorry. Uh-huh. So I'm saying right now, it's in mid-September. Mm-hmm. We don't got to work out the details right here while all our listeners are right. listening or watching, right. but let's do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, let's in. Make it happen. I'm in. I'm in. Facts. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm down for sure. So, uh, well, Vince, like I said, everyone, if you're watching, we've got all the different Twitter socials scrolling there below yeah um man appreciate the time we appreciate it be Holmes. you you got anything else before we
2: man just man thank you for your time man we appreciate it man thank you guys all our listeners that shout out and hang in shout out to big red nation man the corn husker family man man I, i i go big red hopefully we're gonna have a great season this year man thank you vince man proud of you bro like i don't you know just in this instant of talking to you man just super proud of you of the of the maturity that you've kind of found, even at the age you're at, man, and just how you've been able to navigate life, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, and to take your pain and turn it into purpose, man. Like, super mm-hmm. proud of you, man. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you for doing that. Kudos to you to for even taking it beyond yourself and taking it to impact the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like we both, you know, we all as men understand that, like as a conglomerate. Like we're here to impact the next generation. So, man, kudos to you to what you're doing and how you're bringing change to the next generation, man. Like that's 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 big moves, man. That's bigger than football, I think, could ever be. And uh, yeah, man, to, to, Just want to give you your roses on that one.
0: I appreciate that, bro. And I wanted to shout out also um, we're doing uh, youth academy work as well. Like I have my own youth academy and uh, okay. actually, you know, proceeds from my NFT sales will go towards, you know, the youth academy. And being able to sponsor these kids and, and bring them into, you know what I'm saying, um, our academy and our program. And so um, we, awesome. have, we have Champions Sports Academy and then we have the V2 Academy. And so um, we actually having, uh, we're having, we're partnered, the Champions Academy, we're partnered with the YMCA and we're actually hosting um, youth, youth uh, camps this uh, summer. So I'm super excited awesome. about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, hey, man, if anything we can do to to assist, help, be yeah, a part of that, mm-hmm. let us know. Definitely. Um, definitely. That is that is totally in our wheelhouse, man. Completely in our mm-hmm. wheelhouse. More mm-hmm. so, <laughs> than you probably know, bro. You, you have no idea. No, We're yeah. oh. we definitely
0: going to connect off uh, offline about that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, all right, everybody that's been listening, if you've been watching, we love you. We appreciate you. Always. collegegametime.com Collegegaintime.com. I love college. College football, I love March Madness, man I love college.